Welcome back. Bill Michael Show. Sunny day. Beautiful day today. Cold and windy, but skywise, nice. Got the Masters on in the background there. If you're watching the program on the live stream today, many of you are. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, Leonard uh, three three two four nine says over on the live stream that Cam Newton looks like the villain from Disney's Princess and the Frog animated movie. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that's good. I like that. Yeah, uh, we were sitting here talking about Cam Newton. Um, has now stated that he would be a backup and uh, will would be happy to be a backup. Uh, but if you look at the video, it's like I couldn't tell. I thought it was feathers on his hat at first, and it's not. It's not. Um, yeah, I think it's just, I think he cut a hole in the top of the hat. He's got the got the hair, got the dreads coming through the top. There you go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, give us a shout. Would love to hear from you. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. Uh, this, this, uh, this one, and I had asked the question before we went to break. I said, hey, there are people out there that they're excited. They want to talk some uh, want to talk some brewers. And I said, okay, what do you want to talk about? And uh, Jason says, the biggest off-season signing for the brewers is fill in the blank. Blah. Well, at this point, you would probably say Brian Anderson, yet another Miami product, right? Just like when they went and got Christian Yelich from Miami, they picked up Brian Anderson from Miami. He's been a hell of a find. Because you think about this, you think, um, you know, everybody else, there weren't pickups. Garrett Mitchell wasn't, Bryce Terang wasn't, Joey Weimer wasn't. They were all drafted by the Brewers. They're all kind of like homegrown talent. Um, if Contreras, and again, we talked about this yesterday with the way the base paths are and the uh, new rule for throws over to first base, if that plays out and Contreras proves to be a pretty good defense, and he's got a pretty good arm, pretty good defensive catcher, suddenly defensive catchers come back in to fashion because you're going to need them if they keep this rule the way it is. You're going to need them to be able to throw out guys in the base paths. So Contreras could end up being, defensively speaking, that guy. Um, or, you know, the other big the other big one, and I said this, he could be the linchpin before it's all said and done. But think about this. Think about Wade Miley. You know, when you got Burns and Woodruff, Peralta. Now, Eric Lauer, I know, took, uh, you know, kind of flip flopped that spot in the rotation. But you got Peralta healthy and kicking it. Woodruff looks solid in his first outing. If Burns comes back to form and Lauer gives you anything and then Miley goes back to what he was a couple of years ago, that could be one of the biggest signings as well. Because then you've got a, a stellar top to bottom, um, you know, pitching rotation. You almost have an embarrassment of riches. You know, knock on wood that nobody goes down with an injury, but that would probably be the biggest signing then. Think about that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout uh, if you 
got something you want to chime in on. Uh, the big news, uh, breaking news uh, of the day regarding the Jets is quarterback Tim Boyle signed to a one-year contract with the Jets. But it also is a connection to Green Bay and a connection to Aaron Rodgers and a guy that Rodgers liked in that uh, in that quarterback room. So I don't know what it exactly it means. Boy, I'll tell you this, though. Think about this. Boyle could end up being your starter if they don't get this deal done. They will, though. I mean, I'm, I'm throwing it out there as a hy- hypothetical because I still believe, I firmly believe that uh, come the first day, first, uh, well, really, technically, second weekend in September, but when they kick things off for real in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers is going to be under center. Uh, I don't doubt that for a minute. So, uh, Matt says, uh, a couple of guys that I love right now on this roster he says, uh, Joey Weimer, who has been all that in a bag of chips, and Brian Anderson, both of those guys play with such enthusiasm. It's great to watch that kind of spirit in the dugout now. Well, you, they, whenever you're winning, you have spirit. We saw last year at the beginning of the season, this team was ringing bells, and they were just high-fiving. And remember when they were running down a while ago with uh, the, the crazy the crazy head or whatever the hell it was that they had when home runs were hit, and there was all this – uh, juice in the clubhouse, and then all of a sudden they traded Hater away, and it, it, it and, and yesterday I said this on the show that the hate, the Hater trade kind of derailed the team, and I took some backlash where people said, "Are you kidding me? Hater wasn't even the best pitcher," and blah blah blah. First of all, he was one of the better closers in baseball. He had blown a couple of saves, yeah, but he had put look at the way he finished the season. He put it back on track, and he was pretty solid for San, San Diego. Secondly, there was a there was a um, he was a really really well liked guy in the clubhouse. And the problem with what you're saying is is what you didn't realize, and the and the Brewers admitted this. So for you to have the attitude of it was no big deal, you're wrong because even Brewers management admitted they had no idea the impact of that trade because of the way that uh, Josh Hader was perceived in the clubhouse. And as Woodruff and a couple of the other guys spoke out and stated that it was a money dump. And at the beginning of the season, this was a team that was proclaimed to be a contender. This was a team that was looked at as, hey, they're going for it. They're doing some good things here. Maybe you're a piece or two away. You need another bat. And instead, you deal and break up the back end of your bullpen. And a really well-liked guy. For what? You got a bag of balls at best. You didn't even end up with that. I would have taken the bag of balls. They'd at least still be around. So so to say that it was no big deal, you treat Hader like he was Cy Young, no. I treated Hader like he was Josh Hader. He was an important cog in the back end of that bullpen. He was an important cog in that clubhouse. And if you were around that team at all, you'd know that. So, no, it was uh, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. The Hader trade last year was a big deal. You hope they don't make that mistake this year. You hope it. 877-867-1670. Call-in phone lines are wide open today. Very quiet today on the phone calls. Uh, JJ says, Roger is turning to healing crystals to manifest the trade. <laughs> um, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. Uh, Brandon says, I was one of the people that said they would never trade Josh Hader, and I was wrong. Brandon, I said if they traded him, then that's the signal of the beginning of the end. I, I didn't think they would trade Hader, not not where they were. 
You know, the whole thing at the time was, look, we got four pieces. This is huge. We got four really good pieces, two of them really ready to go and play in the majors, two guys that are going to be minor league prospects, and this is going to be huge. And then it all, I mean, they got rid of one right away. And after that, nothing happened. It was just, it was a terrible, 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 terrible move. That was it. And then, because you broke up the back end of your bullpen, Devin Williams, who was your setup guy, then became your closer. Now, he's done fine, and you're waiting for him to take that next step forward and really become that dominant guy. But, you know, it just disrupted everything. And the bullpen became uh, it became uh, a little bit of a nail-biter when you went to the pen. And we found that out as the season went on, and ultimately the team didn't make the postseason. You know, so it was a big deal, wholeheartedly. Um, Rick says, do the Packers even have a kicker on their roster? Do you think they're going to draft one? No. No, they're not going to draft a kicker. I'd be somewhat surprised. Because kickers are out there. You just bring in four, five, six of them, and you're good to go. That's it. Uh, Jackie says, uh, what about the St. Louis Cardinals? Not getting it done. I'm smiling. Well, they've got the injured vet, injured veteran, Adam Wainwright. He felt strong uh, after throwing his first bullpen earlier this week. And a second session is going to come on Thursday. Wainwright, by the way, who made the headlines for uh, signing, not pitching. Uh, he sang on opening day, remember. He was he was the guy that sang the national anthem on opening day. But he didn't play because of a groin strain. Every time, man, Adam Wainwright, uh, he had a solid year last year. When he's healthy, he's good. But he's getting up there. He's 40 now, I think. And uh, Adam Wainwright also, much like uh, Randall Cobb, you can always expect some point in the season is going to have some type of an injury. It's not detrimental, but it does hinder them. Uh, he could have a minor league rehab assignment that might position him for a return by the seven-game homestand when they go back in mid-April against the Pirates and the Diamondbacks. Uh, after Mikolas was tagged for five runs, that was the Cardinals' 5-2 to two loss against Atlanta. Uh, that was on Wednesday. As a matter of fact, um, they are now sitting at 2-4, and four, and now they head into Milwaukee. And, by the way, they come into Milwaukee with a, a 7-14 ERA among starters. Mikkel has signed the two-year, $40 million contract extension prior to the season, and he has given up 19 hits and nine earned runs in nine and a third innings. Six of those runs, though, came in the first inning against the Blue Jays uh, and the Braves combined, by the way, but... Nevertheless, uh, they they got some pitching problems right now. Uh, but I'll tell you this: I does uh, Ben does Mikolas pitch in the series? Do you know against the Brewers? Because he has always been a Brewer killer. I will check. Yeah, he has always been a Brewer killer. So I don't know if he pitches in the series or not. But man, he's always just for whatever reason had the Brewers number. No doubt. 877-867-1670. Vikings rumor of Mac Jones going to Minnesota for Kirk Cousins. Would this uh, make any sense? That's from JJ. Wait, which series are you talking about? To be clear? Coming up against the Brewers. This weekend? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, is he pitching against the Brewers this weekend? Um, uh, the Vikings rumor of Mac Jones, uh, I, you know what? It, 
Mac Jones trade for Kirk Cousins. I I don't know if that would be. I don't. Why would the if I'm the Vikings? Why would I do that? Unless, of course, you just look at it as Kirk Cousins is. You know, you're going to go through a bit of a rebuild, and Kirk Cousins is not going to be the guy. He's only he only has one playoff win under his belt. Kirk Cousins. Uh, now again, we blame too much of that on Kirk because he did everything he could this year to bring that team back and win against the Giants. And that defense couldn't stop anybody. I'm not going to blame that on Kirk Cousins. If you want to look at it in reality, Kirk Cousins played well enough to win that game. He made a mistake at the end, which we all know. But he played well enough to win that game and should have won that game. And the defense ended up giving it away. Um, But Kirk Cousins, to to, you know, if he went to New England, he would be – a a good fit there for Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien, but I don't know. Um, does anybody get along with Bill O'Brien other than Bill Belichick? Just throwing it out there. Does anybody does anybody like Bill O'Brien? I don't know. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. Eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670 give us a shout if uh, we can we can hear from you uh real quick before we go to break uh mark mark says uh i am uh wondering when rowdy telez is going to bust out he looks like he's just kind of fishing right now give me your thoughts rowdy telez is always going to be a kind of an all-or-nothing guy he can hit bombs and he's going to hit bombs i'm not worried about rowdy uh just play decent defense at first base and and get your big hits and call it a day uh, he's always going to be a threat, uh, you know, in the lineup. And if the guys around him hit well because of him, then that's great because that's what he is. He's a power hitter. He's still, you know, and I really thought Rowdy would have a better average by now because the shift was so detrimental to him. So that's why right now uh, the strikeouts and not being able to put the ball in play on a consistent basis is a little concerning because, man, if there's one guy that you figure on this Brewers roster that would benefit from the lack of shift, you figured it would have been Rowdy Telez. So, but I, I he'll get going. I, I'm not. Rowdy's got a history of hitting 250 and you know, bombing 25, 30 home runs. He's not going to give you an average, but he's going to give you some some RBIs and some bombs. So I'm not worried about that. Whereas, like you take a guy like Yelich, who was not only a guy that was hitting bombs, he was hitting he was spraying a ball all over the park for extra base hits and constant contact. He was a guy that was hitting. Remember that his last great year was what was it 324. He hit with 40-plus home runs. Then he gets the contract, and then after that, pfft, nothing. So I uh, I think Rowdy Telez will be fine. I'm not I'm not concerned about that. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Find us. We would love to hear from you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there, New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. And if you got it, you know it. If you're a partner of somebody who has it, you know it. Call them because they can help you. They are the original. They're the ones that everybody else is impersonating and trying to copy and duplicate and all that kind of stuff because they've been doing it for a long time and they get it done. They're the first. They're the ones that get it done right. 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. Whether it's that, the all-in-one weight loss program, which, yes, it does work. Yes, it does work. Uh, give them a shout. Uh, or, by the way, the uh, the other one, which is, 
the uh, the low testosterone, if you're feeling sluggish and moody and just kind of dragging ass, then all you got to do is call them. 414-455-4451. You can't do anything if you don't call. Can't do anything. 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. That's a new male medical center. When we come back, I got an Eagles story for you, Ben, in case you haven't seen it. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You're going to be out uh, this weekend. Maybe you're going to do fish fry or just you want really good Italian food. Uh, they're known for both. That's Calderon Club, downtown Old World 3rd Street, right across the street from the Hyatt Hotel. And, uh, man, Calderon Club, they do a hell of a fish fry. That's one thing nobody knows about. They do a really good fish fry. Otherwise, you can still stop over to San Giorgio. And if you still want to kind of remain without a fish fry but you don't want to do the meat thing, you can get an authentic Napolitana pizza. You can get yourself a just a cheese pizza, or you can get yourself, you can go full face first in. You can do everything from chicken, marsala, to spaghetti and meatballs, you name it. And uh, that's Calderon Club in San Giorgio. Old World 3rd Street, really, really, really good Italian food. Downtown Milwaukee, stop in and uh, and say hi to Gino. And, and say hi to Robin over at San Giorgio. Robin's leaving. Can't believe it. Uh, comes over from Italy and ends up, uh, you know, kind of working his way through and, Saves enough money and bought his own restaurant. So he's actually putting together a, uh, and i got to maybe get him to do some advertising, but he's going to do an authentic pizzeria up in Door County. So uh, wish Robin the best as he's uh, getting ready to take off. So good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. Find us. Again, 877-867-1670. Ben, i got to bring you this. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Justin, just sent it to me, and I, I thought it was rather, rather funny. Did you see... The uh, the shirtless Philly fan that started the Eagles chant yes. inside Yankee Stadium. I was going to bring this up yesterday, but I didn't. Yeah? I didn't know the best way to describe it because to understand what shirtless means, like, like this guy isn't just shirtless. He yeah. is he is tattooed in a way that I don't think anyone's ever been tattooed before. Right. Where uh, his I belly read, button uh, is the nose of the Philly fanatic. <laughs> I just retweeted it. So, Among other things. Uh, hopefully you can find it. Uh, hopefully it comes up here in just a couple. But, um, yeah, he uh, – there it is. So, Dunphy, uh, he said he was kicked out of the stadium for leading the charge in chance and being louder than the hometown crowd. He said, make, make it make sense. New York fans are pathetically soft. First Giants and now Yankees. Sad, sad, sad. They all call for security to kick fans out. Uh, now, he's got a picture of him. And if you click on the picture of him, he has got uh, the Eagles uh, from the 2020, their, uh, their, their, their win. He's got the We the People uh, down one arm. He's got 1776 and Philadelphia and all that kind of stuff. And he's got some other stuff. But you're right. The belly button is the nose of the Philly fanatic. Oh, yeah. 
It's it's crazy. The the twenty is Brian Dawkins. Uh, the twenty is Brian Dawkins. He's got some things on his on his arm. I mean, this guy's tatted tatted up. Uh, I don't know what his his arm says. Something ish pride on one side, but he's got the Phillies in 08. He's got the Eagles in 20. He's got uh, the bridge. No, the Ben Franklin bridge. The Ben Franklin Bill, bridge. Bill, that's what uh, old, under his chin. old Eagles receiver Josh Huff, who went to Oregon, played under Chip Kelly. This is when Chip yeah. Kelly brought in every Oregon player he knew, mm-hmm. brought him in. He lived in Jersey. That bridge connects Philadelphia to Jersey. Right. The speed limit is 30, maybe 35. He was pulled over for doing 120 on it with a <laughs> car full of marijuana and hollow point bullets. Well, there you go. And he did well, not, if you're going to go across the bridge, do it in style. He did not play in the NFL again. <laughs> uh, he has got the uh, Liberty Bell, uh, the Skyline, the 76ers basketball, 76ers logo. He's got something that looks like a carton of milk on his gut. What is the big red, like, oh, the big blob back there, the big red blob next to over the Philly Fanatics head? Oh, that's gritty. That's the Flyers mascot. Oh, okay, the Flyers. Oh, I he's forgot about the Flyers. Yeah, he's yeah. terrible. <laughs> so he's got all of this all over him, and uh, he, he's married. I don't know if you, anybody noticed that, but uh, thank you, Jesse. Jesse says, oh, by the way, did you look? He's got a ring. He's married. Somebody married that mess. So. Uh, Artie says, uh, if the Philly fanatic has a booger, is it really just a lint? <laughs> but, uh, go and check it out. I just reposted it over on, uh, over on Twitter. I retweeted it, but he got kicked out because he was in Yankee stadium, uh, yelling loudly and chanting, uh, fly Eagles fly. And <laughs> he got booted out of Yankee stadium. There you go. No comment. That, that, that's matter. good stuff. My official okay. comment is no comment. That's okay. Well, you know, it's funny because when, like, the, the Yankees come to Milwaukee, uh, there's quite a few Yankee fans that are rather boisterous. And I've been down there for those Yankee games. And Yan- they're the, the two most obnoxious fans I've ever seen is uh, a Yankees fan and a Twins fan. And I hate to say that because the Twins really, I mean, that used to be a rivalry, I guess, you know, back in the day. And the, and the White Sox were a rivalry as well. And you would think it's Cubs fans. Now, Cubs fans are just loud and obnoxious to themselves. They're cheering for their team. But just fans to be just total jags. Uh, there was a guy sitting in front of me. I was behind home plate. I don't know, maybe second or third from row from the back. I was just, man, I just love to go down there. And I was, I got some tickets and I was just scoring and had a brat and a beer and, uh, and I don't even remember who was with me. Might have been just me. But this guy was just obnoxious. And because I was really kind of the only guy there, it was like a bunch of I, I think it was a bunch of players' wives, to be honest with you. They were all sitting back there. It was section one seventeen. And uh this guy was just a jag, man. And he was wearing a twins jersey. He was a twins fan. And I'm like, they're playing the Cardinals. It's the Cardinals and the Brewers. What what are you doing here? And he was he was the biggest jerk I've ever seen. And then it was a lot of Bronx cheers from uh, from Yankees fans when the Yankees came to town. Uh, I know that pains my buddy Carmelo uh, out at uh, Colorado Club North and Fox Point for me to say, but uh, but it's true. 
but it's true. Some of the uh, some of the bigger jerky fans. And then speaking of Twins fans, when we used to do the show out at uh, Friday's Front Row Sports Girl, when it was back when, when it was Fridays, the, it was always a nightmare when the, twin, when the Twins were in town. It's like the Cubs come to town to just plug up your toilet. The Cardinals come to town to tell you how great they are. The Pirates fans come to town just to get out of a city and see a different city. Um, but the Twins fans came to town like to start a fight. I saw, like, the, the two or three times I saw fights, they were all Twins fans that all started. You figured it would have been Cubs, but it wasn't. It was all Twins fans. And I saw one Twins fan uh, punch a girl. She was actually, like, up against the window of Friday's front row. And this guy just hauled off and smelled right in front of a cop. The cop took him down, but he turned around and clubbed this girl, and her head had nowhere to go because she was against the window, and it banged in, you know, bloody mess. Anyway, that being said, uh, let's do this. We're going to step out after taking a look at Dumpy. Yeah, speaking of Philly and, uh, fans, let's talk yeah, about go. people getting punched well, in the next it, to wall. But, it wasn't, it, but sure. it wasn't Philly. It wasn't a Philly fan. <laughs> I know. I know. It, the Philly fans haven't been too bad, to be honest with you. Uh, when, just down at American Family Field, I, I've never really had an issue with Philly fans. It's always been more Twins fans and Yankees fans. Not that the Yankees have been here a bunch. It's just, you know, the one I just have a very st- distinct memory of listening to Yankees fans, MF everybody, you know, didn't matter. You know, the old ushers and the food and the, you know, the stadium and everything else. I just, they, they just ripped everything, you know. Uh, then, then I will say this, <laughs> they ripped their own guys too. It's, they're, they're, they're equal opportunity MFers. Is what they are. They just, I mean, everything. They just didn't care. But uh, Twins fans, it's like they just came to town to start a fight. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, 877-867-1670. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Hey, uh, our friend Lisa Lee Ortel in the uh, the real estate, and Lisa moves wi at gmail.com. You can get a hold of her if you're looking for a uh, somebody that specializes in VA loans or certified condo specialist. Uh, if you want to, if you're looking to buy property, investment property, whatever it may be, she can help you out. Uh, by the way, I did want to make a note, and I know that uh, some friends of hers listen to the show every day. I wanted to say our condolences. Her husband who was a Vietnam vet, and for those that remember on our motorcycle ride, uh, the first leg as we were going down to the Rock Complex, there was a gentleman that had, uh, he was a veteran. He was in a wheelchair and took everything he had just to be able to stand and salute all of us as we went by. That was Lisa's husband. He just passed away on Monday. Uh, He had been in hospice for quite some time, and uh, we were kind of hoping that, you know, really, I mean, honestly, hoping that he would make it uh, until the motorcycle ride coming up in August, but uh, or in uh, September, but he did not, uh, unfortunately. So, uh, better place. Uh, certainly, he was uh, he was struggling a bit, but uh, but condolences go out to Lisa because uh, she, her and her uh, her and her husband had a huge impact on the motorcycle ride, and then she came on as a sponsor after the fact, but uh, really wanted to help out, help us help veterans. 
uh, such as her husband. So uh, keep her in your thoughts. Uh, Lisa Lee Ortel Realty. Call her 414-617-6798. 414-617-6798. And if you're looking for uh, you know somebody to help you with your VA loan or certified condo specialist or help you put uh, put you in a new property or sell your home. And you're in, say, the uh, you know the Racine, Kenosha, Milwaukee County area down in that area. She can help you out with that. But uh, also keep her, keep her and her family in your thoughts. As uh, her husband was a huge inspiration to to a lot of people when we drove past, rode past that uh, last year on the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. We that was an, an emotional experience just to see her husband come down and see that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um. The uh, let's see here. We've got uh, this is from who's this from? This is from Art. Art says Brandon Woodruff has a hitch in his giddy up passing along. To what? Art, what are you, you like a pitching coach now? Art says uh, Brandon Woodruff has a hitch in his giddy up. He's got a little bit of a different arm angle with a dip in it that is causing his balls to stay high. Therefore, other teams can tee off on it rather than getting it low in the strike zone. Let the Brewers know. Art, I don't know what kind of a pitching guru you are, but we just announced it to over 300,000 people. Somebody in the Brewers organization is listening, and I'm sure Brandon Woodruff is sitting there. But, see, Woodruff is not the problem. Corbin Burns has been the thing. Woodruff's pitched really good. So I don't know what exactly you're talking about. But, Art, uh, you know, okay, I'll, I'll pass it along. But I think Woodruff's doing okay. It's Corbin Burns, the guy that has started off rather slow. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know he's on my that. fantasy team, Bill. Should I be... Should I trade him? Uh, no, I don't think so. You know, I wouldn't do it just based upon what Art said, and I don't know if Art's even got his names right. Maybe he's maybe he means Corbin Burns. I don't know. Maybe maybe Art, if you're listening, you can clarify, get back in touch with us, and and alleviate the anxiety of one Ben Kenny, because because Ben's got some nervousness now. To be honest, so there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, By the way, in progress, you've got the Masters. Tiger Woods, John Rahm, highlighting some of the groups at the Masters. Uh, Hovland is six under par. Uh, Xander Chaffle is at three under, tied with Young at three under, and John Rahm. Now, Ben, my cousin calls me yesterday, and he says, who you got? Because he... uh, my cousin is – he worked for Fidelity Investments for many years, and he is a follower of sports unlike anyone I've ever met. And he could probably do this job knowledge-wise 10, 10 times over compared to myself. But he, uh, he was wanting to know who I have in the Masters. And I told him driving home yesterday, I said, if I'm going to pick somebody, I might go with John Rahm. Other than your Jordan Spieth dropping of knowledge that you gave us uh, the other day that Jordan Spieth has won the last two years on Easter Sunday. Um, and the tournament was not on Easter Sunday the last couple of years. But uh, I went with John Rahm. Who you got in this one? I have a lot of people to do a lot of things, to be honest. I don't think anybody okay. wants to hear the betting board I have going. But okay. the, the two guys I took to win, Cam Young and Colin Morikawa. Cam Young, Colin Morikawa. Okay, those are the guys that you've got. Um, trying to just kind of look through the leaderboard here and give you some of the names uh, that are that are right there now. Uh, Scott Stallings 
by the way. He's in the clubhouse at two under par. He is currently four shots off the pace. Hovland, like I had mentioned, six under through 12. Shafle is also through 12 at three under. Uh, there's Cameron Young at three under. He's through 11. John Rahm, three under through 10 on the day. There's Freddie Couples. Freddie Couples always plays well at the Masters. He just doesn't have enough of a bomb game to be able to compete. Uh, but he's one under in the uh, in the clubhouse at one under, which is not a, a bad day at the office. Unless, of course, it ends up, you know, with Hovland and Shuffle and, and uh, you know, Cameron Young and such, if they end up at seven or eight under. But if, say, three under becomes the hold, that's not a bad day at the office for, for Freddie Couples to hang in there. He's not going to win it, but he's, he's hanging in there. Where did Tiger, uh, where is Tiger right now? Tiger is three over through 12. Three over not, through 12. Not hitting it poorly, having some minor issues on the green, mm-hmm. but it, it, it has not all come together yet. Yeah. Uh, the cut line is probably going to be probably about three under or three over for the cut line. Now that you look at it, three, four. Well, it's Thursday, right and yeah. tomorrow is supposed to be a lot harder. Yep. Uh, Given the Scotty Scheffler uh, tees off later today with Rory McIlroy later today. Tony Finau is later today. Jordan Spieth is later today. Tommy Fleetwood is later today. So a lot of you know names still have to go off. Luis Oosthuizen uh, was four over today uh, in the clubhouse now, four over. Uh, Tiger is, by the way, through 12. So he still has a little bit of a shot to make up a, make up a, a stroke or two. But uh, Bernhard Langer, two over through seven. Bryson DeChambeau, two over through eight today. Bubba Watson, two over through 13. Sergio Garcia, two over through 16. A lot of the um, – they're really looking at this too, Ben, as a lot of the live golfers to see how they do because the competition for live has not been as stiff, we'll say. Uh, and they're not winning on the live tour. But they're watching the live golfers because I think a lot of the PGA players are saying, "Hey, your, your competition's not that good. Therefore, your skills have not been as honed because you don't you're not you're playing different courses and you're not playing against top notch talent and you're not getting geared up for these types of tournaments and you've already been paid. So a lot of the live golfers that uh, kind of gave the middle finger to the PGA on the way out the door, not playing as well, not playing as well." 877-867-1670. That is our Masters update. We really should do that like once an hour throughout the Masters. Do it again tomorrow. I can do that. closer to cut that. Yeah, we, we should do it like at the 50, in the 50 portion of each hour. We can do it with uh, our, our our next segment uh, uh, of our next hour and what we what did we miss. We can do it then yes. too. I, I, an update. I do think it has to be noted that Kevin Na sporting yes. Ironheads logos from, from top to bottom which I'm sure the Ironheads hate to see it. He withdrew with an <laughs> illness. He was four over through six okay. and uh, just walked to the airport. There you go. He walked to the airport on his way out the door. Uh, okay, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and uh, get back into a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, but uh, kind of go from there. Hey, uh, one other thing I wanted to let you know, our friends, and I should say one other thing, but uh, our friends over at Smoke in the Water and down at Sloppy Joe's, more so at Smoke in the Water, they got a big Easter brunch coming up this Sunday. If you have not 
called for a reservation. It's going to be downstairs in that new, uh, that newly huge banquet music space. Uh, it's a beautiful space, and especially on a day that's supposed to be nicer, it's going to be a great view, especially if it's sunny. Uh, if it gets warmer, they can open up those garage doors. Man, what a nice setting and atmosphere down there. But uh, they're doing the Easter brunch coming up this Sunday. So if you have not gotten a reservation for it, get a hold of them. Go to uh, go to uh, Smoke on the Water on Okachi, or you can get a, still a terrific meal, terrific breakfast and brunch uh, at Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon on Hubertus in Hubertus, just east of Holy Hill. Either place, fantastic. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. making the announcement they've signed their quarterback tim boyle is now quarterback for the uh, new york jets they still wait for uh, a deal to get done (laughs) nothing yet in regards to aaron Rodgers, but uh, they've got tim boyle another connection to green bay um this one is from Jason. He said, I'm taking my son to uh, his first, he's 13 years old, to the first Bucks game tomorrow night with the Bucks winning the number one seed last night. Do you see Giannis playing tomorrow night in the game since he missed last night's contest? I know they only have one more game after tomorrow. Just curious your thoughts. It's fan appreciation night, uh, the Ray Allen bobblehead night. Keep up the great work. Ah. I got to think that they're going to play at some point, uh, because you're not going to give them off from now until next Friday. Because remember, the play-in game, the play-in tournament happens this weekend, or the beginning next week. So you got to think that you're not going to just let him and, and, you know, now if you've got, you know, he sat out with what was it, knee soreness, I think, and Middleton left the game with the same. You got to think like a guy like Middleton could probably use the rest. Um, but I, I, you got to think that Giannis is is gonna play at some point, whether it's Saturday or whether it's tonight or uh, over the weekend, just just to play, even just to get some minutes. So, um, boy, I, fan appreciation, I, I would assume so. You know, I would assume so. Man, it's uh, it's a tough call. Tough to get tickets for fan appreciation. I would assume so because it's fan appreciation night, you know. And to me, the way the season's going down, they're the number one seed, you probably play those guys and then pull them early and then have them like buzzed off the floor and have them, you know, kind of wave and say, you know, thank you, thank you very much, you know, to the fans and then call it a day after the fact, but. You got to think so. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. JJ says uh, you still got to draft another defensive tackle if you're the Green Bay Packers. Um, Austin wants to know, yeah, which I agree with. I've already said that. That's that. You know, if you go top five, okay, 
top five draft choices for the Green Bay, or top five positions to fill via the draft for the Green Bay Packers. Number one, tight end. Number two, wide receiver. Number three, defensive tackle. Number four, edge rusher. Number five, secondary. Now, you can say offensive line depth, but that can come at any point in time. If you've got best available, go with that. But tight end, wide receiver, because you need more weapons. Defensive tackle, edge rusher, because Rashawn Gary, you don't know when he's going to come back, and then you can never have too much depth in your secondary, whether it's safety or, or corner. Because the way they're playing this uh, with Joe Barry's system, they're, they're, <laughs> number six says coaching, Mark says. That's pretty funny. Um, that's kind of the way I look at it. I would agree with that. 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy Gerard. Gerard, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. You know, it's so funny how the San Francisco thing is making its rounds, and you have some of these guys on FAN now saying, oh, well, Goody's starting a deal uh, disingenuously. He shouldn't be doing this and doing that. You know what I mean? He It should be only with the Jets, and they're crying about that. And let me ask you a question. Uh, if it was a football player shopping in services around and looking for the highest bidder, would they complain then? No, they wouldn't complain no. then. But they complain when the, the teams are doing it. And, and the, you know, I tell you what, you know, for all these people that, oh, they're worried about Rod, and I want to talk about the draft if you have a second, and, you know, about Rodgers, you're trading, uh, this guy's a legend, that guy's a legend. Very few people know this, but this has been out there for quite a while, obviously. Lombardi was trying to trade Star to Dallas for Dandy Dunn. And he mm-hmm. tried several times, and Sh- and Schramm turned him down several times. He was enamored with Metric, Lombardi. And he wanted to make that trade. He was trying to make that trade for a couple of years. Okay? That's a fact. Um, so in my draft, at, if they if they have, still have 15, what I would look at is, number one, the receiver – from Ohio State. Why? Because he's a scary talent, that guy. And, you know, you can't pass him up. And if he's not there, I go to Murphy, the defensive uh, and, you know, slash outside pass rushing linebacker. I go to him. And if he's not there, then I'll go to a tight end. That's the way I got to look at it. Because, you know, in my opinion, at 15, those three picks would still be the best player available. So, I, you know, we really don't know, but that's the way I would look at it. You know you know what I mean, Bill? Right. Absolutely. Um, I First of all, when you talk about Njigba, <laughs> you start really watching some tape on him. Man, he's uh, – and, Ben, you were saying, too, that he would have been the best wide receiver had it not been for the hamstring injury. Uh, but that Easily. guy has oh, the con- yeah. well, actually, no, he would have been the second best wide receiver behind his teammate, Marvin Harrison Jr., who is right. not eligible. Correct. Um, I, yeah, I, I would agree. He, he, if you just watch him, he reminds me, and I, I hate to say this, his hands wise, he reminds me of Jordy Nelson. Hit just anything near the guy, the guy catches. Jordy Nelson, his first year with the Packers, I think, dropped one pass. His second year, he had a couple of drops. After that, he was one of the most shorthanded receivers in the National Football League. Um, it, it just He's just that good. So I, I would I would wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree that uh, that if, if he's there and you have an opportunity to get him, that'd be one of the guys I would grab. 
right here, right now. Right here, right now. If if if, if Njigba was there and the Packers could get him, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we got one more hour yet to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show is coming up on this beautiful Thursday right after this.